0: video games because they give us full control of the entertainment that we consume. When you watch a movie, you got to sit down and enjoy that. You listen to music. But video games give you that experience, but in addition to that, you have the trading card games, whether it be Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, but not just that, you have the digital ones. So it's like do you prefer to spend the money on those packs, unfolding them, breaking them and smelling those cards or do you prefer to open up your phone, open up the app and maybe pour thousands of dollars into that on this episode we're going to be talking about our favorite trading card games whether it be physically or digitally on another exciting episode of a cast of the past with a brand new episode each and every sunday with yours truly juan velas from puerto rico joining me as always from boston massachusetts we have the candy man himself ryan mcnulty ryan do you like some of them trading card games my friend
1: I do I've been a fan of trading card games for a while at first I was kind of more of a collector because when I was young and just didn't want to bother to learn the rules but definitely I got into some card games um, as a kid and then in my adult life too when these digital ones started coming out
0: and from London Ontario we have Keith Posick in your case what was the first whether it be physically or digitally what was your first trading card game
2: Probably the same answer as most of my generation, and that's the that original run of Pokemon trading cards. I don't know if I ever understood the rules, but I just loved to collect them. I think I actually completed that first edition, something I'm proud of to this day.
0: I think Pokemon was definitely that craze, and, and it's not often that you have a TV series, you have the video game, but then you have a trading card game and you have a digital version of that trading card game. So it's like you could quadruple dip into that. In the case of Pokemon, which came first? It's like the chicken or the egg. You have the series, the, the main game, and you have the trading card. Which was the first one and then second and third?
2: For me, it was Game Boy game, cartoon, anime, and then trading card game. I was just so deep in Pokemon at that point that I needed everything. So there's like trading cards. Yep. Great. Let's go. I want them all. I'll pay a hundred dollars for a Charizard. Who cares?
0: Oof, no, no, the no, 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 no. Well, Keith. Hey. We got to talk.
2: A-
1: apparently, they came out with some new pack of. Pokemon cards where there's shinies in it, and the shiny Charizard's going oh for like ten god. grand right now. What, so, what an
2: evil idea! Yeah. Oh, wow, that's so smart. But I hate every second. Now of Now I'm
1: like, hey, maybe I'll drop fifty bucks just to take a ro- just to roll oh, the dice. Why?
2: Yeah. Holy anyway, hell! Oh well, my well, god! Hey, you get I'm so mad right now. I am so freaking mad <laughs> right now because of that. All right, it's so smart.
1: Didn't mean to derail the conversation, but for me, when it comes to Pokemon. It was the cartoon first that got me interested. And then Christmas was a double whammy for me that year of getting the Game Boy game and the trading cards. Uh, so, I was one of the first kids in my school with Pokemon cards. Never learned how to play, but I thought I was cool because I traded for a Charizard card and, and all that stuff. And then, unfortunately, lost all those cards. Yeah, in
0: my case, I would like to say I was first video game and then the uh, television show in Spanish, and then it was the trading card game. And for me, it was weird because I never thought I would like it. I remember, I think I rented it one time at Blockbuster, somewhere that you could rent Game Boy Color games, which is weird. And it was like, holy crap, I think I ended up playing the trading card game more than even the mainland Pokemon game. And for context like the three of us are 90s kids, right? So I think it was natural that that was going to happen. But in addition to uh Pokémon, we also got the the Yu-Gi-Oh series, right? Which didn't just get the TV show, but I mean, that TV show was about a trading card game, right? Like Pokémon was about capturing. What did you guys think about Yu-Gi-Oh?
2: I loved Yu-Gi-Oh. I loved it to death. I think that was a case where I watched the TV show first and then seeing the cards in there made me want to own the cards. So I just got into Yu-Gi-Oh! And that was the one that I actually learned the rules of and tried to play. So much so that I even got back into it like a few years ago and made my own deck and had relative success. Played a couple local games. Then I realized like, oh, this is going to be like a $400 sink. So I'm going to just step away now.
0: For for the casual person that maybe has never uh, known how Yu-Gi-Oh is, and I know it can get complicated, but just generally speaking, can you, can you explain the, the layout of the field?
2: So you have your... So it's basically in... There's like three types of main cards. There's your minions, there's your magic, and then there's your traps, or your spells, I guess, and your traps. Your, you can have your minions in attack form and defense form and then uh depend and each of one of them has different numbers for that and the minions will have different effects and you can lay traps out and to uh kind of mess with your opponent and then your goal is to wipe out your opponent's minions in turn wiping out their hit points Okay, yeah. I, so yeah, that, I think no, that was simple.
1: Yeah, and a lot of trading card games had sort of similar formulas with like different, you know, minor differences in rules and things like that. Um but yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh was that great combination of it's a television show about the cards, so watching the show made you want to play the game more, and it made you want to learn the rules more. So, like I said, during the Pokemon days, I never even learned how to play. I, di- I just didn't care enough. I just, I liked collecting Pokemon because that's what the games were about. But Yu-Gi-Oh! was like, okay, I really want to learn how to play this game um, and I was lucky enough that where I lived right up the street from me, they had tournaments every single Saturday. So pretty much for like a straight year, I was like going up there every single Saturday to play only one, maybe like one time out of that. But uh, I learned a lot about trading card games uh, through that. And it, it was a lot of fun and it was a great um kind of way to meet people because I had just moved to a new town when I got into it. So, that was actually really, that kind of worked out well for me. Um, So, Yu-Gi-Oh! was definitely a great way to to kind of make friends and it was a lot of fun at the time. I still have my deck to this day. Jinzo is still my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! card. It was amazing. That's a good early deck. He was, yeah, he was a monster that basically made it so that nobody could play trap cards, um, which meant that basically... When it was your turn and you were attacking, your opponent couldn't do anything to stop
0: you. So, it was a very nice card. I think that Yu-Gi-Oh! in comparison to Pokemon, Pokemon, I think, was more visually appealing because you played the Pokemon games on Game Boy, right? So, it's like, holy crap, I have a Pikachu card, I have Charizard, it's like a shiny variation, it's like whatever variation. Later on, we got the Team Rocket variations, the dark ones, it's like, they came out with packs after packs, but with Pokemon you needed to have energy cards. And that to me was never fun because you could have the ideal Pokemon, but then if you didn't have the right energy card, you couldn't attack. Like Keith said, you know, the higher number is usually good. You know, with the Pokemon, they had health. So if they, have, if they had 90 health and then the, the, the attack did at 40, then you deduct that, right? But the fact that you had those things to focus on wasn't fun for me. And not just that, I think that Spectators did not have as much fun watching Pokemon as Yu-Gi-Oh because Yu-Gi-Oh you can move the the card from attack to defense and it's visually obvious. Yeah. You can see the traps and I think it, it made for a fun experience for everybody. Just it, a yeah, little interestingly
1: more. Interestingly enough, Pokemon is a little more complicated. You had to have like damage counters and like po- like poison yeah. and all that. Whereas Yu-Gi-Oh was like, okay, if your attack's more than his attack, you can just kill him outright. You didn't have to keep track of like the different uh, kind of hit points that were going on. So Yu-Gi-Oh! I think was a very like, it was a way to just, Bare bones, kind of simplify everything. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, I think it's, uh... there was no resource you needed. Like things like magic and Pokemon, easier, yeah. you needed to use energy or lands to have some sort of resource. Where Yu-Gi-Oh is like, no, just play out as many magic cards as you want. You just can only summon one monster. Return. I think that was like the
2: main limitation. And mm-hmm. just go to town. I I always thought Yu-Gi-Oh was a nice balance of simple, but yet. Com- it got more complex as you got more into it. Like, I think that's where I really understood the com- or the uh, the concept of combo decks in a Yu-Gi-Oh! Especially when it came to, like, summoning and tributes and trying to cheat out cards using spells and stuff. Those That's where I learned those concepts and maybe that's why I'm so fond of it because that's where I was really able to wrap my head around where I did find Pokemon very daunting and never really understood the concept of yeah, it. Yeah, I did eventually learn learn how to play Pokemon
1: much later. Um, My friend one time, he just like got all of his old cards out of his basement. Um, I think we were in college at the time. And we were just like, you know what, a group of us, we're just going to take all the cards he has and everybody make a deck and try to play. And we did learn how to play and it ended up being pretty fun. And then we went out to the store and you could buy like tournament decks, like you could buy pre-built decks that were used in championships and kind of see the more intricate strategies. But again, this was like learning to play way later. And I mean, these both these card games are still going to this day. God bless them, you
0: know? Yeah, and in so many different ways. And I think it was fascinating. You know, people talk about, like, downloadable content in video games. But there's a real key factor here. It's like, it's expensive. If you want to get into this as a light hobby, non-competitive, then maybe you buy a couple of packs. But say you really want to go all in on Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh!, especially as time went on. Yeah, you get a pack. How much did they cost when they first came out? It was like $4 or yeah, something like that? Yeah, four or five bucks. Yeah, four or five bucks a pack. And how many cards did the original ones give you? It was like five, I want to say.
1: Uh, five, yeah. seven? This pack was I have in my
0: hand, although it's a newer one,
1: I bought just for the hell of it. It has 10 cards in it. But okay. I, I don't know uh, what the original ones had.
0: But regardless, and, and I know this is a scary thing to think about. Just ballparking, how much money would you say you spent on collectively Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh cards throughout the years?
1: Mm, see, I didn't have any money at the Yu Gi Oh days. I was just like skirting by collecting change and like whatever, like Christmas money and stuff. I would probably say I maybe I spent like six,
2: seven hundred dollars. I would say. Yeah, I'm probably somewhere in that range. Maybe, maybe a little higher just from re-getting into it later in life. I did buy a box one time, a whole box of... uh, So
1: Yu-Gi-Oh! I played during like the early days, so when I first started, there was only three sets out, but then they came out with Pharaoh's Servant, which had... Jinzo in and a lot of other great cards. So after Christmas, the day after Christmas, when all the stores opened up again, I took all my Christmas money, went up and spent like a hundred bucks on a
2: full box of Pharaoh Servant uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Wow. That's awesome. I once bought a box of WoW trading card game cards, but had no interest in learning it. I just wanted the in-game items. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get anything? Very bad. Uh, no. Of oh, not. <laughs> dude, that hurts. That yeah. that
0: hurts a lot. Which brings us to the next part. It's like, you can buy these, you can get into them, whether you play or not. I mean, you're going to spend hundreds of dollars, right? And obviously, these companies knew that not everybody had that money, but they, they needed to figure out a way to suck people into them. So, In the year 2000, we got the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color. In terms of Yu-Gi-Oh!, this is mind-blowing. We've had 56 people. Just think about that. 56 Yu-Gi-Oh! games. Since, uh, because like, uh, we got our first one in North America in 2002. PS1 game, Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories. Screw that game. It's hot garbage. It's It's a bad game. It's the worst. It even it didn't even follow the damn rules of the game say, that it was based on.
2: I very much enjoy watching speedruns of Forbidden Memories, but I will, but I will never that play out. that game again.
0: <laughs> that seems interesting. But the the first portable one, which obviously made, made it more accessible, is uh, Dark Duel Stories. What do you think about that? That whether it be Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like, hey, you can play the the cards physically, but... You can actually just buy the game, and for the most part, because obviously you got packs that were, you know, we don't have expansion packs for Game Boy games, so you didn't have those, but you had the initial cards. What did you guys think of that?
2: I really enjoyed playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! GBA games, mostly because, like, there were certain cards that I really enjoyed, but couldn't go out and just buy them because like if you if you got into the uh, the market of buying individual cards sometimes you'd be spending upwards of like 60 seventy dollars just for one card so that was out of the realm of possibility for me growing up so I would play those games just to try out those cards like being able to play something like a blue eyes ultimate dragon in a Yu-Gi-Oh game was just amazing and that really filled that uh, filled that hole for me to the point Point where it playing the digital version of the trading card games kind of got me out of collecting the physical card games because while you're right while you're right there's there were no expansions for those uh those games at the time you still could play with the cards and then just try the new game when it came out and kind of get that fill it maybe that's the a more expensive way to go but it really uh it really filled that void for me I
1: remember with those games, a lot of times I would actually just put my deck into the game because I was... I was playing the card game more and then the Game Boy game came out like the Battle City one came out. I did have the one before like Eternal Duelist Souls or something Um, but I started playing the Battle City one and I literally just you could enter in the serial codes to put your deck in the game so you could get cards you didn't have in game early if you own the physical version and then I basically would just play my deck but then I would any of those those good cards I happen to not get like Magic Cylinder or something like that I would put those sweet cards in that I've somehow, that eluded me in real life. Uh, So I just had like a
2: better version of the deck I was already playing. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! World Championship 2004. That's the one that I played a ton of. On GBA. That was a
0: GBA game, right? Yep. I think I had that as well because... The Game Boy Color, I think like the, the Pokemon trading card game, it was nice on it, but obviously Game Boy Color was limited. The cards didn't look as good. But when you switch to GBA, it was pretty comparable to the actual thing. And I think like I was kind of similar to Ryan where... I initially tried to replicate whatever cards I had in real life. I would try to pull that into the game, but then I would try out strategies. So if I ever got a, a card in real life, because I did collect both Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. I started with a Pokemon, but Yu-Gi-Oh! actually did play, like not just in uh, real life. I played that in GBA and like I didn't do it a ton because I didn't know a lot of people that had it. You know, you do have the, the link cable. And I think that's like the perfect medium, right? Where it's like, hey, you have the game. Once you have that, you know, it's all about the strategy. It's about obtaining the cards. And I mean, nowadays, like, we feel old just talking about that. You know, you have Hearthstone. You have the Yu-Gi-Oh! is now online, right? There's different mods. You can hypothetically play any Pokemon of these original games. Pokemon has a games. digital one, too. Exactly. Which brings me to the next question. It's like, fast forward to, like, the last 10 years. How hooked have you been in trading card games? And which, which have been some of the ones that you've tried? I mean,
2: over the last few years, TCGs have really had a resurgence in uh, the digital card space, even through booster packs. Like, it's something that we kind of touched on lightly, but not really much. uh, Magic the Gathering, which is probably the biggest competitive card game of all time. There's been a huge resurgence of that recently with, like, Magic uh, Arena that's out on PCs and just how people can get all of those collections in digital form and then just play uh, play with people online in tournaments or on a ladder just seamlessly. And it's just been doing great for Magic, but I have fallen deep, deep, deep into a Hearthstone hole for the last few years of my life, where it's gotten to the point where we have a very love-hate relationship with each other, where I don't play a lot of it these days. I used to play a lot of Hearthstone, both myself and Ryan, but now I just like watching Hearthstone, and I check out the single-player content, but... I got so deep into it that it just became frustrating and had to yeah, walk away. I I dug myself deep
1: into that Hearthstone hole for a long time. And that really did. Me playing Yu-Gi-Oh! back in the day really like it was nice to play a card game again it was like kind of having that experience over again but again with a digital card game when hearthstone came out you know me and keith are both big fans of the warcraft universe so it was it was a perfect fit of like oh here's this game by blizzard and it's a digital card game and like the thing as a kid that always was tough was when you know during the week you know, you come home from school, There, you didn't have anybody to play with a lot of times to play the card games. Like, I'd always have to wait every Saturday to try out any new cards or new strategy. So, Hearthstone, it's like, oh, or a digital card game, you can play anyone, anytime, like, boom, just click the button and you're in a game. So, you're able to get better at a much faster rate and you're able to try and experiment decks at a much faster rate. Um, so I was all in on that game from basically the beta in 2014 2013 ish I think it was 2014 um, pretty much until about uh, 20 what 17 or something I think about yeah. a year and a half ago I finally walked away from the game because uh, I didn't feel it I, I just kind of lost interest and I, it was a little too much to, st- to shell out 50 bucks every single expansion it was I just th- I, my level of care versus putting out the money, just, it wasn't there anymore. And also, the game made me angry a lot.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot. You would stream. You were yeah, streaming around yeah, the time. I would get I, pretty, I
1: pretty angry. And I think I've calmed down a lot since
0: I people, left that people, game. I, I think I need to clarify something. I think that out of, th- out of the three of us, and not just because I'm Puerto Rican, people may expect me to be the person that gets the most upset on streams or in video games, and after me, maybe people will think Keith, because Keith is Keith. Keith, I think you and I can agree. You and I are nothing, man. You Not and I are even damn nothing.
2: I have my moments. My ho- moments don't even hold the candle to <laughs> Hearthstone though. Ryan. <laughs> God,
1: it's, it's like all, a monster. It's all bottled
0: up inside and then it just <laughs> explodes. It must have been like 2015 or something. I think it was like Nicole, me, Keith. Like we were a lot in chat. Ryan got physically red, like just yelling because yeah. I forget what was it got happening. got to the you point where, like, good. I think
2: me and you started instant messaging each other. Right, just like, right. Like, is Ryan okay? What the <laughs> hell is happening?
0: <laughs> I, you know, I'm a,
1: like, When you get to the high ranks in that game, it's very, very stressful. And there's a thing called like ladder anxiety where you're like afraid to hit the play button because you're afraid to lose your rank. Because if you lose games, you fall out. And I was just trying to get to legend rank. And it was very, very stressful um, because, yeah, you lose a game, all of a sudden you start losing rank and then all of a sudden you could fall like five ranks really quickly. And you're like, hours and hours of work i just put in to get up to rank one i just fell all the way down to rank five again it was very stressful i can say i did get legend one time one month and that's all i needed i got the card back uh and there you go but Ryan, I'm, I'm happy i'm a much happier person having
0: no exactly. longer played you're, that. you're game. a much better person post post hearthstone which yeah
1: now blizzard just has my soul again with world of warcraft so exactly there you go they, they got your money man That's no matter what they, what, they got yeah. me
0: so we we have because uh, i played hearthstone as well for a little while for me it was always casual but i actually i love the format because pokemon is super convoluted even though like there's a lot of strategy there's a lot of micro managing to consider Oh, we agreed like even though it's easy to learn hard to master it's easier for me to understand. Hearthstone, I think, requires some of the most strategy, but it's even simpler. Like when you look at it, it's like you look at the numbers, you see a lot of that. And I think even some, even a viewer, and that's why, I mean, it's a hit on Twitch and Mixer and everything. It's very easy for a viewer to look at that and be like, oh man, something can happen. You're building something up. Having said that, if we have these three, which will be your your objective number one?
1: I mean, even though I've walked away from it, I would say Hearthstone is the most I've ever like got into a card game. Because even though I played Yu-Gi-Oh, like I feel like I learned more because Hearthstone's more closely related to Magic the Gathering, which I think is a much it's a more complex game than I think any of the other ones that we've talked about today and I think Hearthstone taught me much more about the fundamentals of card games than Yu-Gi-Oh! ever did I don't remember ever um, and I know Yu-Gi-Oh! got a lot more complicated as the years went on but at the time that I played it it was a very very simple game and there was only a few different types of viable decks Um, pretty much everyone had the same strategy of just basically beat the crap out of the person and try and take as many life points in the fastest amount of time possible but learning about like resource management and And things like that um, in Hearthstone taught me way more about just the general card game fundamentals than I think I ever learned in Yu-Gi-Oh.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with Ryan on that one, where as far as the impact that card games had on me, Hearthstone is number one with a bullet in my life. And even like I said, I don't like playing Hearthstone that much anymore. To this day, I still watch Hearthstone on YouTube or on Twitch. Every day at lunch, there's a YouTuber that I enjoy watching the one game that they put up, and I'll go through that, get my Hearthstone fill, and uh, and then I'm done. But it's the same thing. It taught me the uh, like. The concept of a control deck versus an aggro deck, or building this deck that has this specific strategy. I kind of touched on it in the Yu Gi Oh days, but it really clicked with me with Hearthstone. Where a lot of the times in Yu Gi Oh, it's just like, oh, I really like the Egyptians' gods. I'm going to build a deck around my favorite cards, and then that's good enough for me. But with Hearthstone, it's like, okay. I'm going to build a deck that has this plan. I want to win this way. This is my win condition, understanding the concept of a win condition. Hearthstone really did that for me. And I think it's my favorite just because of how how welcoming and friendly it was at the beginning and what it taught me the more time I put into
0: it. I think it, that when you talk about trading card games, it's almost like an entire experience because you can talk about the gaming element, but as Keith mentioned, maybe you you don't even need to play it. You can watch it, but then you can also collect it and not actually play it. So when you have like the perfect storm of a card game that you love to collect for, you love to play, you love to watch, you love to keep a track of, I think that's like just a great experience. And for me, that was Yu-Gi-Oh! Because in addition to all of that, it is, at the end of the day, also a television show about trading card games. I love to watch Hearthstone, but I didn't have as much fun playing it. Like I would, I downloaded it on my phone, and I did play it for a couple of hours. I haven't streamed it for a bit casually, but I just enjoy watching it so much that I was like, you know what? I would rather dedicate my gaming time yeah. to just watching it because it's, it's much, fascinating. It's much
1: more fun to watch somebody else get a bad beat than it happened to
2: you. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
0: Because if, if the person gets frustrated, like Mr. Ryan McNulty, it's like, yeah, this is entertainment, man. This is what I'm talking about. But everybody watching and listening, please let us know which are some of your favorite trading card games. Uh, Keith mentioned Magic the Gathering. There's a bunch of them out there. You know, and then in addition to this, you have other types of uh, card games. So I think it's just great that it's just so accessible with emulation. You can play most of these classic ones. So if you enjoyed the podcast, you can leave a five-star review if you want to make Keith happy and you want to make Ryan just lower that, that passionate rage that is no longer there anymore. But you can do that on Apple Podcast, Facebook, and or Stitcher. You can follow us on social media. And uh, these two gentlemen talked about World of Warcraft here lightly. We have a podcast episode about that. We have one talking about favorite horror movies. We reviewed Haven't the entire the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man trilogy. So if you want us to talk about that, and that truly is a roller coaster experience, uh, that's available on the archive right now. So up until next time, thank you for watching and supporting. And we will be back with another exciting edition of A Cast to the
2: past it's time to
1: pot of greed allows me to draw two additional
2: cards i play pot of greed
0: real talk though keith i'm so happy that that chapter of ryan's life is no longer there because oh i know he got pissed like, if I have to like, hear
2: him get mad about Mysterious Challenger one more time, then that's it. Deck also got me Legend.